stretch. Lionheart is all heart. Smarty Jones is all out. And those two deadlocked at the eighth pole. And Smarty Jones is rose to the lead by journeyman jockey Stuart Elliott. And they have taken the lead away from Lionheart. Farther back, it's Limehouse and Imperialism. And here is the first undefeated winner of the Kentucky Derby since Seattle Slow in 1977. That was Smarty Jones in the Kentucky Derby, and this is Fast Horses Slow Whiskey. I am joined once again by Brian Tracy, president of Sagamore Spirit. I'm Hunter Rankin, Sagamore Farm, Sagamore Racing. Brian, how are you? Great. Great to be here, Hunter. This is a big week. It's a big week and an even bigger show. <laughs> it's action-packed as usual. Yes, Thanks is. to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but uh, we got, uh, as, as uh, if I could quote Jerry Garcia, run for the roses. Who's Jerry Garcia? I just uh, a round little man who used to play for a band for about 35 years called Great, the Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. Yep. Well, anyway, it is Derby Week. Triple Crown season kicks off really this week, but this Saturday it comes to comes to fruition with the Kentucky Derby. I think it's the 140th running. What is it? The 100 and- Preakness is 142. Uh, there might be 143 then. 143 we're, we're fact checking right now yep uh, but it is the kentucky derby 20 horses that cavalry charge into the first turn uh it's gonna be really exciting i will be there brian i'm leaving actually tonight to go to kentucky and uh i'm really excited what year in a row is this for you oh gosh it's probably 20 20 some 20 something yeah 20 something yeah is everybody in uh kentucky obligated to go no, actually, uh, the Oaks has kind of become the local event for the Oaks, is, which is the Friday um, race, kind of like we have the Black Hat Susan here in Baltimore. Got to wear your pink that day. Got to wear your pink that day. That's, that's exactly right. But no, the, um, the, it is Kentucky Derby 143, I've just been told. But uh, So Oaks is kind of the local day, and Derby's kind of the day for out of town and that's when people, you know, they come in from everywhere to go to the yeah. derby. That's exciting. Yeah, really. Very really exciting. exciting. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I want to go. To, I want to talk about our last podcast. And, okay. And, and go back to the whiskey <laughs> opening for one second. Yep. Because we had a lot of fun with that. I enjoyed talking to your team. Yeah, a lot of them are still recovering, but it was good. Yeah, it the one really guy. Good. One guy was hiding under the desk. Yes. And I, I want to talk about that guy a little more. But the, they had a great, great weekend. I, I know. I know the weather was a little iffy at times, but. Had to be a, a huge success for you guys down there at the distillery. Uh, yeah, we had an amazing turnout. The community was very supportive. It was really exciting. And uh, you know, the weather wasn't the best, but to, maybe in some ways it worked out well because every tour, you know, we can put 24 people on a tour yeah. and we run them every 30 minutes. And, um, you know, the tours would be completely booked for is the that, entire... Is that like a law you can't do any more than 24? No. Well, it's just what uh, you can comfortably get through the distillery in, in, in a safe manner and so forth. You know, the rooms and uh, get, gathering around a fermenter and the still house, all those types of... into the tasting room. So it's really what we think is the max you can have and still have... Uh, Would you call it a success? Yes. Yes. My God, yes. Huge. Food trucks, the whole thing. Full hot order. Really? Yeah. It was huge. People were great. It was unreal. I, I went down there um, a few days later. It was this week sometime. Maybe it was Sunday. I think it was Sunday. Um, and uh, I had to pick up something that I left there the other day when we were doing that news thing. But um, the um, the tour the tours were all pretty full. Yeah, uh, they are. You know, just like on a normal day. It's great because, um, you know, 
you can book online in advance yeah. and just guarantee your time slot and, yeah. and so forth. And they've been really filling up. And then uh, the ones that haven't, uh, you know, we've had some walk-ins and it's been good. So the uh, again, they start at ten in the morning. Last tour departs at five, and so uh, we run them, you know, seven days a week. And uh, if you haven't come down, you got to come down and check it out. I want to I want to highlight the three products, and the one that I'm most excited about is the white rye. <laughs> I like the label on the it's, white it's rye. It's a cool-looking bottle. But the, there's the white rye. There's the cask strength, mm-hmm. which is very hard to say. The cask strength. Yes. Uh, which is, what, 112 proof or something? Yeah, it hovers around that. And the the, the baseline signature product, the 83. Signature 83. Yep. That's what it's called. Okay. Absolutely. So there's three products you can actually purchase after a tour. Yeah, you taste all three on the tour. And then you can actually purchase any one of those three. You can purchase up to three bottles if you've done on a tour. And that's one thing where, you know... Our hands are a little tied. It's interesting. Um, the Maryland state laws do not allow us to sell you a bottle if you haven't gone on a tour. Got it. So a lot of people think, you know, oh, they're trying to get uh, one up us, you know, make us buy a tour as well. We're, we would love to just sell you a bottle, but that's what retailers do. We need them. They're valued. They're uh, extremely valuable to us. Um, so it's just the way the state law is written. But if you come and do a tour, you can buy up to three 750 mils per person. It's exciting. It's great. I've got a bunch of it. I need to get some of the white rye. Oh, yeah. So that's our first, uh, for those listening. You can't buy that anywhere else. No, you can only get it at the distillery. And uh, it's our first product that we've made all the way through straight from here in Baltimore. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So it never goes in a barrel. That's why it's white. Exactly. Yep. That's exciting. It's good. Yep. Kentucky Derby Week, Brian. Kentucky Derby Week, my favorite week of the year. Yeah, yeah. And everybody in Kentucky's, you know, Talking about drinking Maryland rye whiskey. Yeah, I wish we had a horse for it. But you don't? don't? No. Oh. Recruiting runner was the one. He just can't he can't go that far. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> How far is he comfortable going? Have you like what's his comfort well, level? Well, right now uh, right now we're comfortable sending him three quarters of a mile, but then you gotta go a mile and a quarter in the derby. This is a big so. one. But I think he'll eventually stretch out to a mile. But I think much past a mile he'd he'd be he'd have a tough time. Yeah. Against that that caliber of horse, it's a big ask a mile and a quarter. Yeah. So, and is it the first time a lot of these horses are running that distance? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. The, there's a horse coming from Dubai. His name's Thunder Snow. Sheikh Mohammed owns him. Okay. Uh, Godolphin, and um, who actually Godolphin has a kind of a partnership with Under Armour, but um, that horse has been a mile and three sixteenths, which is the the distance of the um, Preakness. Okay. So he's. If you want to look at that as an advantage, he's been the farthest of any of the horses running the Derby. Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite? Well, there's a couple. Um, there's uh, Todd Pletcher's always got one. Usually, you know, usually uh, he's got a horse called Always Dreaming. Very nice horse. Won the won the Florida Derby. Classic Empire is trained by Mark Cassie, and uh, he he won the um, Arkansas Derby and probably wasn't as fit as he needed to be for that race, and he still won. He's the two-year-old champion. Very, very what nice What do you mean horse. by that? Was he a little overweight? Well, I think they had a tough, they had a tough time training him over the winter. He's, he's a little bit – he can be a little bit common. And that just, common? Yeah. I means don't know what that he, means. He, he, he refuses to train sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> all, the big, all the big stars are kind of like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. He, he's like Allen Iverson. Practice? All right, all right yeah. Talking about Practice? So you can't make a horse just go? No. Interesting. I mean, the ones that are really smart sometimes just say, I don't really feel like doing that today. Wow. Okay. So he's hit or miss. He could be. I mean, you never know what he's going to do. 
He might go into the stands after the after the break. <laughs> you don't want him to get one or twenty. One or twenty would be bad because one if he has the one hole, he could make he could turn and make the gap and go back toward the barn area. And then if he has the twenty hole, he could go toward the toward the stands. Where do you, where's the ideal post? That's a good question. I mean, twenty horses. It is unreal seeing some, that many come out of the gate at one time. Some guys actually prefer so the starting gate holds. Um, I think it's it's either fourteen or fifteen, and then there's an there's an auxiliary gate yeah. that they used for the other four or five. A lot of guys like that either the first stall in the auxiliary gate or the last stall in the main gate hmm. because you have a break. You have there's a break in between, so there's a little so bit more not space. As, it's not as tight. Interesting. So okay. some guys like it out there. I, I would say like seven, like, eight. Okay. You know, Here I'm thinking two, three. Two, three. You, if you break, if the horse breaks bad, you know, you get eliminated. Can you all explain the to me break out of the gate? How fast they come out? What is break? Break just means when the gates open. How you know how the horse the horse and then he starts running. Mm-hmm. How how he how he breaks. If he breaks well, you know he comes out quick. If he breaks poorly, he comes out slow. Not all of us were raised on a horse farm. Correct. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, but. Classic Empire, nice horse. Gunavera, I kind of like. Um, he didn't run well in the Florida Derby, but he should appreciate the extra distance, and he should appreciate the long stretch at Churchill. Um, McCracken is a nice horse of Ian Wilkes. He didn't run very well last time either, but I think the same thing with Classic Empire. He may have, may have needed the race, so we'll see. And you went right over Irish Warcry. Well, that was I was going to highlight that horse later in the show because okay. we actually have his trainer coming on oh you're kidding me graham motion awesome so first we're gonna we're gonna call gary stevens hall of fame jockey three-time kentucky derby winner he won on winning colors thunder gulch and uh silver charm yeah among many other horses that he's ridden including beholder serena's song um Oxbow, the Preakness winner. The list goes on and on. I think he's won three Derbies, three Preaknesses, and three Belmonts. He should work at Sagamore. Threes. Threes. Two diamonds. That's a great call. You got any openings at the whiskey? We could put that guy to work, no problem. Yeah. It'd be great. Master distiller. Aren't you looking for that still? <laughs> I'm sure you could use a little help around here, too, with a guy like this. <laughs> so, uh, And then we're going to call Graham Motion. Okay. That's great. Let's go ahead and try to get Gary on the phone. We welcome to the show maybe the biggest guest we've ever had. Maybe Definitely. maybe the biggest guest Definitely. we've ever had. It, I mean, it's it's probably the thrill of his career. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, after winning three derbies, I think three Preaknesses, three Belmonts, uh, highlighted by uh, winning colors in 1988, um, and then uh, on to Thunder Gulch in '95 and and Silver Charm in '97, Hall of Fame jockey, one of the best of all time. Absolutely. And uh, an even better guy at that, Gary Stevens. Welcome to Fast Horses, Slow Whiskey. Uh, Hunter, Brian, thank you so much for having me on. I, I don't know about that uh, biggest star. That's not really a compliment <laughs> uh, for a doctor. I, we're not supposed to be very big. <laughs> how, we, how, how, how tall are you, Gary? 5'4". Uh, 5'4". Five, four. Five, four. And you, what do you, five. At, 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 as a jockey, you, you got to weigh, what, 110? Is that about right? 
uh, when I was young. Those days are <laughs> over with. As, as we speak, I got on the scale this morning. I was a I was a plump 120. I'll be I'll be 115 on Saturday. That's good. That's where that's, that's where I'm comfortable at. Sounds like a good, good diet. Day. Yeah, it sounds like a good diet. Not much, not much to eat in it between now and Saturday for Gary Stevens. Um, so Gary, um, obviously big thrill for us to talk to you, but, um, I know you're, you're on, uh, you're on Royal Mo, um, and he's, he's sitting on the outside looking in at, at the moment, but, um, any, anything could happen. Talk about the, the preparation leading up for the Derby. I mean, you've been on favorites, you've been on long shots, you've been on it all, but, but talk about the preparation leading up to it for a jockey and what, what what you guys are going through, you know, throughout the week? Well, I've never been in this position before where, you know, I'm on the outside looking in with a great chance. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, going to be highly disappointed if, if he doesn't get in and we're running out of time. I mean, uh, yep. you know, most races, uh, if there are late withdrawals after scratch time, you can still get in. That's not the, that's not the circumstance with the Kentucky Derby because of all the wagering money that comes in and, so we've got until nine o'clock on Friday morning if we don't draw into the body of the race on Wednesday night. Yeah, and um, you know I, I'm just a wait and see attitude right now. I, I I guess if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and if uh, if it's not, then we'll move on to the Preakness. Um, that's what John has planned. Uh, horse got in here. He and Gormley got in yesterday. He had a great morning on the track. He handled the track well, and uh, everybody was smiles back there. But. Um, you know, we're going to be disappointed if he doesn't get in. Is, is and, and my preparation is done. I mean, I know my horse. Uh, I watched him work on Saturday. Um, Francisco Alvarado uh, is normal gallop boy. Worked him six furlongs. He went 113, just very fluid. Uh, he looked great out on the track, carrying good energy. And same thing when I got down to the barn this morning. Um, you know, he trained and, and then he was out grazing. And, and just he's a happy horse right now. And, you can tell when one's on their game, and if he's on his game, I'll be on my game. <laughs> I just hope we get in. <laughs> yeah, is is he? I know you. I know you like the colt a lot, but talk about him, the the horse, and 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 what kind of talent does he have? I know he he ran ran really really well in the in the um, Santa Anita Derby, but I know you think he's better than what he ran anyway. And he only got beat a length. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Silver Charm. You know, we won the Derby in nineteen ninety seven. He ran pretty much an identical race in the Santa Anita Derby that that um, Silver Charm did. You know, uh, we went fast early on in the Santa Anita Derby, and, and uh, you know, Freehouse came and nailed us at the end, and I, I came back after the race, and actually I had a big smile on my face. Bob Baffert had a smile on his face, and I said, we lost the battle today, but we'll win the war, and we did. <laughs> and, you know... Uh, John John feels the same way. I mean, we broke from the 13th post position, but, you know, I, I had to really use this Colt going into the first turn to, to save ground, and we went entirely way too fast. And if he didn't have quality, he wasn't going to be around at the end. And I, I can I can say the same for, um, you know, Battle of Midway, who finished second for uh, Jerry Hollendorfer. Um, you know, don't overlook him either. Uh, the Santa Anita Derby was a, was a very strong race, and, that's why I'm going to be so disappointed if if we don't get in. But I guess if he doesn't, we'll just regroup and, and point to the Preakness, and that's all we can do. Well, the Preakness, you know, obviously a good a good race too. But I know you I know you want to be in there. Go back to you know you talked about Silver Charm, and and uh, we talked about winning colors, and and um, 
and obviously Thunder Gulch. But you've been on a Beholder, Serena Song. You've been on a, you know a, a lot of really really great horses. Who who's the best? I mean, who 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 would you put there and say this horse had the most talent of any horse I ever I ever sat on? And I have I have so many great horses that I've ridden, and, and I don't use that term loosely either. But the the best I ever sat on, I ever will, uh, is Beholder. Um, she she's in her own paddock. I mean, yeah. Uh, you mentioned some some great fillies with Serena Song winning colors, and and uh, my you know up until Beholder came along, and and I won't separate my favorite horse because Silver Charm. Uh, he was special to me, and, and Beholder, you know, they, they share a stall together with me in my heart, um, hmm. the way I feel about him, and I, I love them all, but uh, Silver Charm, he he was just a, a fighter, man. He was a street fighter, and, and that's what Royal Mo reminds me of uh, a lot. Um, you know, we were coming into the stretch, and I had um, a battle of midway to the inside of me, and, and I didn't feel like I was ever going to get by him. And then when Gormley came to my outside, he engaged with Gormley, and I was in really tight. People watched the head-on view of Santa Anita Derby. I, I got car killed the last 50 yards, and, um, you know, and, and he liked it. He, he didn't back away from the fight. Um, he turned him sideways, you know, three or four jumps before the finish line, and, and he dug down and was fighting and stuff. In that sense, it reminded me a lot of Silver Charm, but, um, you know, he's just reminds me of a, a gutty uh, street fighter that's that's got talent. But, you know, when you ask me the best I ever sat on, it, it's definitely behold. I, I don't I don't pull any punches. And I've never never said that before, you know, about a horse. I wouldn't compare them because yeah. I've ridden so many good ones. And but uh, she she was she was uh, she was extremely special. Well, you you know you've been around the game a long time. Obviously, your first derby was nineteen eighty eight, and you're now. Um, I don't I don't know how old you are, but it's you're getting you're over fifty. I'm fifty four. You're fifty four. So, <laughs> you know, obviously the sunset of your career. But you know, you I, I I love how much you love the game, and I love how you've been you know around it for so long. And you know, talk about you know you've been through all these injuries. You've been through a hip replacement, a knee replacement, um, and, and, and we sent you some of that recovery sleepwear to get over that, that hip replacement. But what, 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 what keeps you coming back? I mean, what, what keeps you coming back to riding? You know, I was just over at the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission getting my license, and, and there were a lot of people in there and front photos and stuff. And one of the guys asked me, he said, how much longer are you going to do this? And I said, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but this is why I'm here. And, and um, you know, people have asked me why I came back, and I got a great quote my wife sent me the other day. You know, uh, they say, Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And now they're saying, How did you do this? <laughs> and, <laughs> um, you know, I, I love challenges, and um, you know, just to come back with the, with the hip and the knee and, and, and prove that I could do it at a high level is very satisfying, but. At the end of the day, the reason I came back was to get an opportunity to, to ride in the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, when this year winds down, I, I told my wife this very well possibly could be my last year of riding. But when uh, November, December rolls around of this year, if I've got a good two-year-old, <laughs> looks like he's headed to the Kentucky Derby next year. I'm not going to hang it up. That's, yeah. that's uh, just just how it is. I, I love what I'm doing, and I'd, I'd sooner, sooner be – 
you know, out on the racetrack on a Saturday than on a golf course. Well, you and Mike, you and Mike Smith have carried the torch out there in California for a long time, and, and it's in great hands, obviously. But uh, we love how much you love the game. And you were nice enough, too, to come in and ride our colt uh, at Churchill, uh, I guess it was six or so months ago, recruiting ready, uh, and just bringing it back to Sagamore a little bit. Talk about him and um, and how he felt under – I know, you know, we finished third that day, and, and he probably – Maybe speed's his best weapon, but talk about him and, and what you thought of him. Well, I, I, you know, I told you guys last year that, uh, you know, he's extremely talented, Colt. And the day I rode him, we tried something different with him. You know, I, I took him back off the lead. He, he responded to it, but didn't finish up the way I would have liked. But I, I said he had a lot of growing up to do maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very intelligent horse, very smart horse. But, um, you know, Body-wise, I, I haven't seen him this year other than on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's grown up. He's turned into a man. And, um, you know, the, the whole team's done a great job with him. And I think the sky's the limit. I, I don't know where you guys are headed with him. I, I thought he might possibly, you know, take on Olders in, in the sprint here, the $500,000 race this weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he didn't show up. But, you know, it's seven, eight, it's seven eights. And I said, yeah. man, this might be a good spot for recruiting ready. But I'm sure you guys have got some good spots picked out for him. And, yeah, we're going to we're gonna try. You know, there's a three-quarters race Preakness Day, and that's a big deal for us, obviously. So we'll, we'll give him a shot there. And then – Face holders later, but um, but we appreciated you coming in. That was really nice of you to come in from California just to ride him. So uh, and give us a great line on him too. Uh, if if you don't know Gary, when he gets off a horse, Brian, he he can tell you a lot about it. And yeah, and, and it was a good learning experience for Horacio and for us just to have him come in and and ride. So uh, I'll tell you that the thing I love about that whole deal is you guys did what's right by the Colt. He he got time off and, and he got the you know he got to develop and, and uh, you know regroup, got his confidence back with his first out back this year and, and uh, you know winning the winning the stake over there at Floral uh, uh, and you know that's that's the way it's it's meant to be done. Quick question for you, Gary. How does each stop of the Triple Crown? I mean, compare for you? I mean, you know, Derby versus Preakness versus. Belmont, and is there one you view as more important than the other? Well, the Derby is the Derby, man. I mean, um, give me give me a Kentucky Derby over the over the Pegasus. So, I mean, it's not the richest race in the world. It should be the richest race in the world, but it's not. Um, but give me a Derby over the the Pegasus, the, the Dubai World Cup, the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, you know, financial wise, I. Don't sound so smart saying that, but uh, the thrill of it, it, it's the Kentucky Derby. But, yeah. you know, I got in last night, go out to the track this morning, and it's a zoo out there. I mean, absolute zoo. And and uh, Churchill in, in the past hasn't always been famous for, for treating the, the people who are putting the show on, from the, the owners, the trainers, the jocks, and just everybody concerned. That they haven't been the kindest. And, and for whatever reason, I'm, I'm noticing a big difference this year. You know, people Good. are they're excited and it's great it's more of a it's more of a chemical kind of feel because uh the preakness the preakness is, has always been the funnest one i always look forward to going to baltimore and and the people love the racing there and and that is their event and they know it the people from baltimore know it and and um you know each one has its little nuance to it and there's nothing like the belmont 
when a horse is going for the triple crown. And uh, I had said a couple years ago, I, uh, three years ago, even before American Pharaoh, I said, I don't think we'll ever see a, another triple crown winner. And we did. And so now I can, I know it can be done. That's great. Um, so um, they, they're all special, but the Derby is Derby's the Derby. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That's great. Thank you. Well, Gary, we, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to be pulling for Royal Mo to get in, not for anybody else to uh, to get hurt or anything, but just for you and, and, and the connections, obviously. Uh, I know Mr. and Mrs. Moss are great people, and, and John Sheriffs is a great guy. So we're, we're pulling for you to get in and, and get one, of the, one more of those Kentucky Derbies. All right, fellas. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Gary Stevens. Yeah, that's so cool. I have a buddy Legend. of mine, oh, Wallace, this guy. Anytime you bring up horse race, go straight to Gary Stevens. Does he really? Oh, yeah, every time. So, um, well, you, to you know, it's one of those things, too, where you just, uh, I don't know, you see a horse and you, it could be 30 to 1. You're like, Gary Stevens on? I don't know. I'm uh, you know this well, he won shot, the, you know, you know like, a couple of years ago when he came back from the knee replacement, um, Oxbow and the Preakness. I think he was like eighteen to one. Yeah, and he he ended up he ended up winning. So mm. yeah, no, he can he can ride them all. And he, like I said, when you get him on a horse, he gives you so much information when he gets off. Um, he's a really he he just he loves the horses. He loves yeah. the game. You know, he he's just a great guy. It's just such a thrill to have him on. Well, if he hangs up the silks this year, maybe you can put him to work out here. Well, maybe he can come to this podcast. He might be a little more popular than you. (laughs) I would think he could be. (laughs) Yes, that's not hard to do. Absolutely. Well, Gary was great, and we wish him well Saturday. And now we move on to uh, just as big of a guest, Brian. Oh, yeah. Graham Motion. That's great. Trainer of this year's, probably one of the early favorites for the Kentucky Derby, Irish War Cry. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, winner of the 2011 Kentucky Derby, where he trained Animal Kingdom. He also trains, maybe as importantly for us, Miss Temple City, who will run this weekend uh, in the Distaff Turf uh, down at Churchill Derby Day. So that's very exciting. We'll ask him about that. But uh, Graham's been a friend of the farm for a long time. He also trained for us uh, Shared Account uh, to Mm. Breeders' Cup Glory and uh, has had many, many more. Uh, great horses. So let's get Graham on. Miss Temple City only runs turf, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it. We'll Is get that his it. thing? Turf? No, these other horses also run. Uh, they won the Derby. Well, it's sure. On, it's on dirt. Let's call. Him. Okay. Graham Motion. Welcome to Fast Horses Slow Whiskey. Hey Hunter, thanks for having me. So I've got Brian Tracy with me, who uh, runs our Sagamore Spirit Sagamore Rye Whiskey brand. Uh, so we'll, we'll just have a few questions for you. But welcome to the show, Graham. Hey, thanks for having me. So, uh, first up, tell us about Irish War Cry and uh, how he's doing. What do you think his, his chances are, obviously, for the weekend? And uh, how excited are you for, for Saturday? Yeah, so he had his first morning here at Churchill this morning. Um, he's a little on the muscle, but I guess that's to be expected. He worked on Sunday, traveled yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, you know, he hasn't done much wrong. He had a good breeze on uh, on Sunday at Fairhill. I was very happy with it. He went six furlongs and 13 and change. So apart from the Fountain of Youth, he's had a very good uh, run up this spring. Well, and I just love the story too. I know the um, the story around the the lady that owns him, and then also with Rajiv Mirage uh, making kind of a comeback um, from you know injuries and whatnot. But great story all around. We're we're pulling for you. Talk talk about Rajiv and and what that would mean for his career. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think jockeys in general don't get enough credit for coming back from some of these injuries that are just can be so devastating. You know, right. um, you know, I spent time with Rajiv when he was at his very lowest after this injury. And, uh, to see him back now riding races is is quite extraordinary. So, you know, obviously it would mean a great deal. Um, as you know, racing's not full of fairy tales, but this this certainly would be one if he could pull it off. That's really really great. Um, and then. Second, but not just as important, we have Miss Temple City this weekend, uh, obviously close to our heart here at Sagamore. Uh, how's she doing? And I know she worked yesterday, but how's she? and she ships maybe today, but how, how is she doing coming into the race, and uh, what are you expecting? Yeah, I'm very happy with her. You know, we missed some training over the, over the winter at Palmettos, um, but she's been back on track now, had some couple of really good breezes leading up to this. I'm, I'm really anxious to get her started this year. Um, this weekend ties in very well with getting it back to Royal Ascot, which is something we all want to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm very happy with her. I think she's actually, if it's possible, I feel like she's bigger and stronger this year. Well, that's that's great. Yeah, her five-year-old year hopefully will be her best year, and she's had uh, she had an amazing year last year. So we can't ask her for too much. But uh, really excited to see her run this weekend, and I'll be down there as well. Graham, I wanted to go back to to uh, 2011. You know, the the Animal Kingdom year and I know that this this you can draw from experience from that year with with Irish War Cry. Do you do that uh, as a trainer? How how do you um, look at past years and and change or or you know use that as a guide for with the way you train, say Irish War Cry this year? Yeah, I don't think it's changed a whole lot. I've done as far as training. I do think it takes a little bit of the pressure off me having been fortunate enough to be here before and won the race i think i'm a little bit more comfortable with the whole situation and i I think that makes it a little easier in some respect yeah and and talk about animal kingdom you know he had obviously immense talent both on on the grass and on the dirt but um is he one of the better horses you've ever trained and how does irish war cry compare to him yeah i mean actually funnily Irish Warcry is probably more accomplished than Animal Kingdom was coming up to the Derby. Right. But to compare the two is so difficult. I mean, the chances of me having another Animal Kingdom are, are very slim. He was such an amazing horse. He won the Derby. He won the Dubai World Cup. He ran on the grass. Um, probably should have won the Breeders' Cup with a better trip. So, you know, I think it's almost unfair on Irish Warcry to compare the two. But, you know, this horse, he hasn't done much wrong apart from that one bad race. And, and who's to say he can't keep improving? And I... You know, I feel very good about having him here. He's, he's very legitimate on Saturday, and he's a really good horse in his own right. Well, that's great. We're, we're pulling for you up here in Baltimore. I'll be down there, obviously, uh, for the race uh, for, for Miss Temple City and, and, of course, for the Derby. But wish you all the luck in the world. You're a great guy, and you've been a friend of the farm for a long time, so we really appreciate everything you've done for us. Well, I'm happy to be associated with you guys. I look forward to Saturday. All right, Graham. Good to talk to you. Good Thank luck you so this much. weekend. Okay, thanks, guys. Guy Graham, he sounds a little, he's a little serious, huh? I imagine him. Jeez, like what's Matt, he like come Friday? Well, I mean, I'm going to see him in the paddock on Saturday before the Derby. I don't know if he'll be able to speak. <laughs> it's got to be brutal. What a tough week! But he's got to be used to it. He's been doing this what he does. But it's what he does. But man, certain tone. hey Graham, how about a little life? She breathed good. Like <laughs> that's how Graham is, though. <laughs> that's great. No, no you got to be. That's what makes great trainers. You got to stay level headed. He's right? the consummate gentleman. That's cool. But I tell you what, he sounded nervous. 
I just got to be intense. I mean, I, I think people are expecting something something special out of Irish War Cry. To be honest, it's a great name. I love it. Powerful name. I'm all about it. I'm all about. Who it. Who are you going to bet? I'm loading up everything on Irish War Cry. Yeah, that's what you're going with. Mm-hmm. Right now. <laughs> don't need to. Don't even need to look at the program. No. Don't need to. What about one the one eyed horse patch? Uh, great name. Not Is him. it the left eye or the right eye? I think it's the left. So inside the rail is interesting. Yeah, he can't see the rail. Could hit it. Just he go might. to a tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck. Um, no, I'm not putting any money on that horse. Yeah. I think you need two eyes to win the derby. I do. I really do. Um, what about what about Royal Mo? Uh, he's not in yet. What, ab- what about um, State of Honor? That's a powerful name. I like Classic Empire. I really name. do. Yeah, I think that's a great one. I think it. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But you know, then you got Gervin. I don't know what Gervin is. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. I guess it might be like a person or a place. Ugh, sounds like something you'd get in the jungle. <laughs> it's like scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's see too long. Uh, all right. Anyway, and then there's always dreaming. That's a good name. Yeah. Well, dreaming of winning this one. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks to Graham Motion. Uh, that was. All, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> wasn't exciting, but it was informational. I yeah, mean, no. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I mean, you think yeah. about the stress these guys go through. I mean, this oh. is, and I don't care how long you you, you know. You just got to be thinking about. And it's. I mean, you can't control these. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about, but like trainers obviously are good at what they do. But I mean, you, how much can you can really control this? You just you gotta you gotta the horse has gotta be feeling right. It's gotta yeah. be happy. It's gotta want to do get, this. You gotta get lucky. Can't be common, like you know. One time, one time in their whole life, they'll have a chance to win this race. Yeah, Ugh. one day. Uh, good for him. Really do wish him the best. He's been obviously great to the farm, and uh, uh, but I do think I was gonna ask him how shared account compared with Miss Temple City, but I didn't want to get him into a tailspin. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Not this week. No, but uh, we'll have him on the show after he wins the Derby. That sounds great. Um, what a day, though! Exciting. What so we got uh, um, obviously the Derby this week, which is exciting. Uh, just a small um, plug here. If you want to have a really great mint julep, uh, I got a secret um, ingredient for you. Switch out your bourbon for Sagamore Rye. Yahtzee. And uh, you will be very happy you did so. Wow. But enjoy responsibly. That's a great idea. Yeah. What do you call that? A great drink. <laughs> <laughs> how about like a you should have a name for it yeah we'll work on that yeah right a ride you why don't you folks um at sagamore spirit show us uh uh your thoughts what you think that drink could be called yeah yeah the mint ride julep yeah yeah mint, mint rile up maryland julep maryland julep yep yeah so tell us what you think cool well, we appreciate as always all of you joining the fast horse to slow whiskey <laughs> podcast and uh as always you can follow us on instagram uh twitter at sagamore racing at sagamore spirit and on facebook sagamore racing and sagamore spirit and uh sagamore spirit.com sagamore racing.com brian thanks again for joining us i know you're very busy this week and we switched around the the timing so i appreciate you joining us always good to be here buddy and we will be back at you preakness week with a action-packed lineup of guests that'll be great and fun that'll be huge 
and hopefully we'll have a name for that uh, that little mid jewel. And as if I can quote Gary Stevens, Preakness uh, is the is the most fun race of them all. No question. There you have no it. question. We'll see you then. This is Hunter Rankin signing off for Brian Tracy. Fast horses, slow whiskey. Thank you.